0: Hello, and welcome back to my podcast, Sustainability Explored. My name is Anna, and I am here to explore with you the issues of corporate sustainability, climate change, uh, different climate and sustainability reports, and to see what companies, governments, and ordinary people can do to improve the situation we are currently in. Today's episode is about the Green Office. I must admit, I took a long pause, almost a month and a half to change a little bit the format of, um, of the podcasting, of my recordings to improve my, um, my approach and I'm glad to say that I'm back again with a new program, with new guests and uh, a new, new perks for you, for the listeners. So today's episode is about Green Office. So what it is all about, let's explore together. I call this episode the future of the office is the green office, so let's see together why. For the past 30 years, businesses have changed dramatically because of digital innovation. Digital transformation allowed for more remote work, less commuting time, lower costs and greater autonomy as a study by Stanford University in 2015 shows. The study, for those interested, is called Does Working from Home Work? Evidence from a Chinese Experiment. You can Google it yourself and read the full paper. It's 54 pages, and it's very interesting. But the, you know, the the resume that you might want to take with you is that yeah, digital world is there, and uh, there is less and less necessity to sit in the office the whole day. As of 2019, by the way, the number of companies with remote workforce is getting bigger. 66% of companies allow remote work, and 16 are fully remote. Although many practices, products, and services have evolved, and a few sectors such as media, for example, have been fundamentally altered, Very few enterprises have had their core business disrupted. Despite more and more workers are shifting towards remote work, offices are still the main workplaces globally. Therefore, the physical business environment, namely the offices and buildings where people tend to spend at least eight hours a day, are important players in the sustainability field and solid contributors to the changing environmental and climate conditions. And as such have to be considered respectfully. Today's episode is on how to shape an office into a green one and why this is beneficial for everyone involved. So what is the concept? The term uh, green office became popular uh, in the US in the 60s when the prices for oil increased and the environmentalists urged the companies to literally move into energy-efficient buildings and save the resources. The concept of the Green Office, however, emerged slightly later. The basic principle of the Green Office is to promote conscious improvements, conscious and continuous improvements towards reducing the environmental impacts of the office work. Green Office aims to, to achieve... Uh, concrete and measurable results to improve the environmental performance of the organization. The purpose of the Green Office uh, are the following. The main three purposes, goals of the Green Office are these. Reduce the consumption of natural resources. Mitigate climate change. Facilitate activities that promote sustainable lifestyles why and why and when did it emerge? Um, the Finnish Office of the World Wild Fund, known as WWF, has pioneered the concept of the Green Office and has started to offer it as a ready- made solution for offices in Finland and then worldwide. WWF Green Office uh, Program is a practical environmental management system for offices which was launched in 2002. Um, this environmental management system consists of several parts. Um, I will name four of them. So, the first being a meaningful way to reduce expenses. Um, the second one, it serves as a tool to support environmental management work. The third, an education program that inspires employees to adopt environmentally friendly habits and to make more sustainably sustainability-driven decisions, and of course, a tool for internal and external environmental communication. How does the Green Office program work in the companies? With the help of the Green Office program, workplaces are able to reduce their burden on the environment via reducing energy consumption, setting up recycling programs, and committing to sustainable travel, achieve savings via reducing the operational costs and reduce their impact on climate change via saving CO2 emissions. Additionally, the Green Office inspires employees to get involved and adopt environmentally friendly habits. Employee engagement around an honorable cause increases job satisfaction and well-being. The aim of the program is to reduce carbon dioxide emissions and offices' ecological footprint. The Green Office is suited to offices, both large and small ones, in private companies, the public sector, and other types of organizations. The target group includes office facilities that wish to improve their environmental management. Apart from practical environmental management, the WWF Green Office program also offers Office's certification system, with a special focus on CO2 emissions. The structure of the program is similar to formal environmental systems or quality systems, but is specifically aimed at offices and thus primarily targets behavior change. The system requires yearly reporting to a database and an audit by WWF every three years. Green Office gathers leading sustainable organizations um, in an international network where experiences and best practices are shared. When preparing for this podcast episode, I was wondering myself uh, whether the Green Office concept, the Green Office system can only be implemented in big smart-ass companies and organizations, whether it's only for grown-ups. Apparently, and I figured out, that the companies and organizations are not the only ones willing to establish such a system. Some universities followed the trend too. So you still remember that uh, the WWF Finland established their program in 2002. The first university green office was established at Maastricht University, in 2010. Since then the model has been replicated by over 30 universities across Europe and this even won the UNESCO Japan prize on education for sustainable development. It is particularly popular in the Netherlands where 10 out of 14 universities have gr- have established a green office. The model is actively being spread by the social business Rootability. And freely available under a Creative Commons license. Felix Spira, the co-founder and the executive director of Routability, explains it best in the uh, in the Youth Symposium in 2016. Now I, I'm, I'm I'm just gonna cite his his words a little bit. What we focus on, he says, is to make sure that the students are. Go into the university, so the future leaders, the teachers, the ones that are going to run corporations, the ones who want to be engineers and product developers, that they, as part of study, have a critical touch point with sustainability. How does it work with the within the universities? According to Mr. Spira, to Felix Spira, the innovation is focused on three things. First, That we bring together a team of five to eight students who get paid at least one day a week for their work together with someone a staff member from the institution who has at least three days a week to work together with the students so they form the core of the sustainability hub and there are lots of opportunities for students and staff to volunteer to work together with them the second thing is that this is not a voluntary initiative, but it has a mandate from higher management. They have resources, they have office space, and they are getting trained. That's the top-down support that comes in order to enable the bottom-up engagement. The third thing is that those sustainability hubs are connection points for external actors that want to work together with the university and sustainability issues. So you see, four, uh, you see three core um, things that make Green Office work within the universities. So let's see you now how to implement the Green Office in practical steps. I summed up some tips for a successful Green Office setup at your organization or company that will hopefully help to start. So the first being energy and emissions. Make the must out of natural light on a bright day. Install sensors to automatically turn off lights when not needed. And energy efficient LED light fittings can also achieve great savings. Make sure office appliances are switched off when you leave the office. Lighting can account for up to 30% of the electricity consumed in the offices. Number two, travel. Reducing air travel emissions is a large challenge for green offices, even though reducing air travel also reduces costs. When flying, it's a good idea to choose direct flights and efficient aircraft. When possible, take the train. In Europe, trains are a convenient alternative. In addition, combining work and holiday trips can also save on traveling. Number three, paper. The amount of greenhouse gas emissions caused by paper consumption is small compared to emissions from electricity consumption or air travel. On the other hand, it has a rather large ecological footprint, especially should be considered given the amounts of paper is present in the offices. For the sake of nature and biodiversity, it is important to consider the source of the wood fiber used to manufacture the paper. FSC labeling. So the Forest Stewardship Council labeling guarantees that the fiber comes from sustainably managed forests such as paper. Uh, Such paper is made from 100% recycled fibers. Instead of personal printers, installing a few multifunctional printers to share around the office saves paper. Also, personal printing boxes and secure printing decreases waste prints. Number four. Water. Humanity's water footprint has exceeded sustainable levels in several areas around the world, which makes it crucial to reduce both direct and indirect water usage. Many products contain very little to no water at all, but may have required large amounts of embodied water in the course of its production. An avocado's water footprint is 320 liters, for example. A banana's is 160 liters turn off the tap and purchase water saving equipment such as motion detectors be sure to run full loads when using dishwashers and select energy saving programs you can also reduce water consumption by favoring domestic seasonal and organic food products number five waste waste ideally should be sorted and sent to proper recycling some countries still slack on recycling programs and waste ends up in landfills. Unfortunately, this is the worst possible practice that adds tremendously to the greenhouse gas emissions and should be banned better sooner than later. Minimizing, minimizing unsorted waste and recycling at the offices is one of the most straightforward ways to conserve natural resources, reduce office's ecological footprint, and save on waste costs. If you'd like to hear more tips on how to set up a green office, I particularly like a guide made by the Australian Environmental Protection Authority, EPA. Enjoy reading it, get more tips. They are all easy to implement and I'm sure you you can do better than your current practices. So most important, what are the potential gains, advantages and benefits you can expect from implementing the green office practices? Paying less for the utilities is a solid gain in itself, but what is even more important is a reduction in CO2 emissions, a greenhouse gas responsible for the climate crisis. Changing daily workplace habits can not only create a healthier, wealthier and more environmentally An emotionally friendly environment, but literally as well positively contribute to stopping the climate crisis. One of the great examples is the Finnish Green Office that have saved over 12,400 tons of carbon dioxide emissions between 2007 and 2012, so in five years. This amount corresponds to over almost two 2.5k round-trip flights from Helsinki to Bangkok. Just imagine, 2,500 round-trip flights from Helsinki to Bangkok. Imagine how that could be multiplied across the globe. Now we are passing to my favorite part. I'm going to give you the examples of the green offices globally that changed something. Some of them took one one little thing to improve uh, and achieved major results so let's start we are reaching this um, the end of this episode and um, this is something to learn i'm glad i saved the cherry on top uh, till the end this is something to learn from them so grab your opportunity nokia headquarters office in espoo finland One notable figure is that they have moved from disposable paper cups in the office cafe to reusable mugs. If employees want to take away a paper cup, they are obliged to pay a small fee. However, most prefer to choose a mug, which has already saved up to half a million paper cups. Another slightly successful, highly, highly successful initiative started through the green office at Nokia was the installation of rooftop garden boxes. McDonald's, Finland. One notable action that uh, McDonald's office has implemented was the use of bus cards for travel to meetings. The office is located near several public transportation stops. Employees need to travel on a daily basis to several restaurants around the Helsinki metropolitan area. So instead of using cars or taxis, they can take one of the several travel cards to get to where they need to go for meetings using public transportation, thus reducing significantly um, the combustion gases, the CO2 emissions, and so on. Um, Also an example from Finnish McDonald's, instead of several people flying to international meetings, it is strongly advised that one person uh, makes the trip. Offices are connected with several fixed lines for conference calls, the use of remote connections with uh, state-of-the-art cameras and screens installed in several meeting rooms is widely, widely used. Lighting, Lightning and printers have been automated to turn off when people leave the office uh, and reminders placed neatly around to remind employees to turn off the lights when leaving a room and only run full loads of the dishwasher. Only... Forest Stewardship Council certified paper is used for printing, and defaults are set to double-sided. Recycling bins are clearly visible in the office space, making it an everyday habit for employees. The cleaning staff has been trained on proper recycling of waste, and microfiber clothes are used, cutting down on the use of cleaning products. In the kitchen, for example, Fairtrade certified coffee and tea and organic milk and sugar are used. Next example is from the University of Givascula. Solar panels on the roof of the Agora Center and the wind turbine installation on the roof in, of the chemistry building have provided demonstration and research, oppor- research opportunities in renewable energy production. Microsoft office in Finland the focus has been on employees and um, enabling flexibility in their workplaces through remote working and diversity of working modes the Microsoft Finland office promotes um, flexible work no matter where you are the results achieved were 73% worked outside the office one to three days per week Satisfied with the working environment equals 100% of workers. Um, 93% of employees participated in the decision-making, which is a very high uh, rate. The Microsoft Office works as a laboratory of its own technology that enables a more sustainable way of working, especially in the information sector. It is a showcase modern working environment and approximately 50,000 people have come to visit the premises. Other benefits that uh, that have come directly from integrating Green Office to ways of working, for example, printing has been greatly reduced as nobody has his or her own permanent seat to store extra paper. Even the expense reports are going paperless. Technology has also been a great enabler to reduce unnecessary business travel. Each meeting is automatically booked online to enable efficient use of resources. Light sensors are in all meeting rooms and bathrooms. All of this translates to energy savings. Transparency is promoted through sharing work calendars, documents and social media tools. Beyond technology... Sustainability is included in all aspects of employee well-being. For example, bikes are available for employees to use for local meetings. So now enough with Finnish examples. I took Finnish the first because this is where the WWF Green Office program was implemented the first. Now let's look at the rest of the world. The Unilever Pakistan Head Office. Through its structured program of measuring and monitoring, the offices has reduced the office of Unilever, has reduced energy usage and paper consumption. To reduce energy usage, the central air conditioning system was optimized, which reduced idle time cooling. In addition, more than 85% of employees shifted to using laptops instead of desktops, which are more energy efficient, of course, compared to desktop computers. Halogen lamps were replaced with energy-saving bulbs and an awareness campaign focused on reminders to switch off lights when leaving the room. Through these green office measures, the head office consumed 24% less energy in 2012 compared to 2011. Deloitte premises in Amsterdam, the so-called the Edge building, deserves a very special kind of attention. This green office building has been called the smartest building in the world as it not only manages the office environment, it also manages desk allocation for all the employees on a daily basis. The Edge. The green building by Dutch architect Ron Baker, who is behind the Amsterdam's the uh, most famous green building in the world, explains why architects should first and foremost aim to make office spaces enjoyable and productive. Imagine buildings that can sense where its inhabitants are, what their schedule is at any given time of the day and direct them to spots that are most productive for their tasks. These buildings are not in a distant future. In fact, one such smart building is already making global headlines in green design. The Edge, an innovative office building in Zuidas, the financial center of Amsterdam, features, among the other things, almost four, more than four square meters of rooftop solar panels and Ethernet-provided LED lighting. Completed in 2015 by a London-based PLP architecture, The Edge was awarded the highest ranking ever recorded by the Building Research Establishment, a United Kingdom-based research center. The mind behind The Edge is architect Ron Baker, founding partner of PLP Architecture. Um, He thinks that... Sustainability is no longer simply about conserving energy and resources, but it is also about building quality infrastructure that creates a better environment for people. As one third of people's adult lives is spent in the workplace, office buildings should be attractive. They are not purely functional places to work, he says. In devising a green building nowadays, construction Um, constructing in which materials that are least detrimental to the environment is pretty much the baseline, he says, says the architect. But a truly smart building should know, say, where daylight is best and comfort is optimal at any given moment, as proper control of sunlight entering the building, which warms it up as well, will help companies to save on the electricity required to cool it down. This is a particularly pertinent idea for buildings in Singapore, a tropical equator scheme city-state where average temperatures hover around 30 degrees Celsius and whose population treats air conditioning, a major contributor to greenhouse gas emissions, as a basic human right. The equation is simple, says Becker. Sunlight is bad, but daylight is good. This is a little bit uh, from the article on the Edge, the, um, the most amazing um, green building in the world, probably. And I just added it to my professional back at least to go visit and see on my own eyes what, it, what the building looks like. Uh, the building is currently rented to Deloitte. So Deloitte offices are located in the edge Um, This is the name of this green building in the Edge uh, offices. And the HR of Deloitte said that some incredible amount of people mentioned during the interviews that their reason for wanting to work at Deloitte is to be in this building. So this is all for today. I hope you are now even more inspired to set your own green office and continue your exciting journey towards sustainability. Uh, some interesting tools for you to check and to test the efficiency of the Green Office are climate calculator. You can Google it yourself and climate habits questionnaire. Hit me up with comments and questions if you'd like to learn more. Stay tuned to explore sustainability together. This was Anna Chashina for Sustainability Explored on the Green Office. Thank you. And we'll hear you next, you will hear me (laughs) next week. um, And I will have the first guest of the program. So stay tuned. Next time we will explore the green office of one of the Ukrainian companies. Thank you very much. Have a nice day, weekend, a week ahead. And stay tuned.